Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up uh, CDL betting podcast. We are here to talk about stage three, week three. We're going to talk about betting odds, betting favorites, just general team stuff about the teams, who's going up, who's trending down, etc. It's a it's going to be a really stuff podcast this week. We've got a lot of crazy stuff happening. We are joined here uh, by our uh, our very uh, very good CDL analyst here, uh, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing all right. Yeah, a lot of news has happened in just the last like since we started this hours, call, yeah. or a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah since we started <laughs> um, this call. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's exciting stuff. This week is going to be pretty crazy. And um, if this week's going to be crazy, that means next week's major is going to be crazy. And um, yeah, hopefully, I have a okay read on the games for this week because. Uh, it'll be chaotic, I think. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I, I I, completely agree with with you on that. Again, the crazier this week is and like how good this week looks in terms of matches, it just means that the, that the major next week, which starts on which will start on Wednesday, is just going to be even better. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that. So the news, of course, that you're referring to and that, that broke minutes ago, which, thank God, we start recording at 2 o'clock Eastern time, is that... Um, um, the who uh, the LA Thieves have t- have basically signed Hook from um, the Dallas Empire. The Dallas Empire released Hook after they benched him. Thieves have added Hook and they've actually benched TJ. Um, it was previously it was rumored that Florida was going hard after Hook. Apparently they have lost that. Um, possibly because I mean the Thieves I'm fairly sure are locationed in Dallas and or in, in Texas at least. And therefore, Hook was a lot closer to them. Florida is—they don't actually have their own facilities; they're kind of all spread out. So that may have been, maybe, may have been a factor, right? We we don't actually know. Um, but yeah, and then also the other move from from yesterday is that uh, Serge have added Decimate uh, to replace Looney. Looney's on the bench now. He may or may not uh, transition to a coaching role, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more with the game later. But obviously, this is a massive move. TJ has been one of the one of a, a good player for them, a pretty consistent player. Um, he is, he is a big name in the league and, but Hook obviously is a bigger name and, and, and a, in some cases a, a much stronger, um, a stronger, better overall player in a lot of ways. Um, Ryan, what do you think about this? Do you think this is the right move? What, what, what kind of sense are you getting from the team, like this team about this? Like, does this seem like a team that's really just trying to add depth and trying to make themselves better? Or do you think this is just like, a, okay, here's a really good player. We're going to add him. What do you think? Uh, first thing that comes to mind, I mean, it's a good move for Thieves, I think. Um, I don't know how many people are out there arguing that TJ is a better player than Hook. Um, so I think that's just a, a for sure upgrade uh, at the SMG position. But one thing I, I did think about was uh, Dallas. Like, they have a lot of confidence in Fellow if this is what they're doing. And Fellow has looked like pretty solid for them through a couple of matches. Um, but the questions are still there. Like, well, if it was hook in there instead of felt like if you just left your lineup the same, would you have had better results versus uh, Toronto and versus LAG? So yeah, to me, it says a lot about Dallas and how they view fellow. If they're willing to slot him in and just give hook away, basically. Um now I don't know if they're if they like got cash from thieves or something, but um, yeah, it's this is probably one of the 
biggest moves we'll get all year. And one other thing that just crossed my mind is Tej is on the bench now. What do you think about Tej to Paris? He reunites with Temp. Now, when he was with Temp, like Thieves were kind of a middle-of-the-pack team. But maybe sub out Classic or Scraps, I'm not really sure, and then pair up Aqua with Tej and Temp and one of those two. Like that That could maybe get Paris going a little bit. They've They've been struggling lately, although they did win their last match last week. But um, yeah, like this move, um, it answers questions about Hook, but it pops up even more questions about TJ and where he might go, what Florida are thinking, because there were rumors like, oh, maybe Hook goes to Florida because right they moved out slacked for Havoc and that really hasn't changed much for them. So if you bring in a player like Hook, that might help. But um, yeah, still a lot of questions. Uh, I don't know if we'll get any more answers this week uh in regards to roster moves maybe uh, a team or two make some changes ahead of the major um maybe london make their 500th move i don't know um but uh it's a lot to take in and um i'm just excited to see how these new look teams um specifically thieves look uh in their match this week and in their uh, first couple of matches next week yeah i I, I I agree with that. I think um, the interesting you mentioned, of, of course, um, releasing Hook, and I mean the thing is, I think on some level, if you're like we're gonna go with with Fellow and we're not gonna go with Hook, I think at that point, if you do, I mean Hook helped you win a championship, right? So I think at some point you're like, fine, we'll release you, we'll let you play, right? It's, it's a very tough league. There's only four slots on a team. Um, it, it, it's very hard, and it's not—it's not fair when you have a player who's done a lot for you in the past. It's not fair to hold them when, like, it's just like whatever. Now, to be fair, we don't actually know what um, what thieves paid. I mean, we saw on on Twitter, Krim was complaining about his uh, PC. Maybe that was maybe like, okay, we'll give you a new PC for Krim. You give us who can they're like, yeah, sure, we'll d- d- done. That's yeah. that's great. <laughs> no, I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I mean, I, we don't. We, actually, I'm not even sure if we'll ever find what the price was, but whatever the price was, it's probably worth it for thieves. I think this makes them a competitor. I mean, um, you've got Nate shot who wanted to get a team in the league. He got a team in the league. And, and to be fair, early on in the season, I was really iffy on this roster. I did not think this was the best roster. I questioned slasher. I actually did question TJ. Um, and now both are gone. Um, so, uh, he, to be honest, I gotta get a lot of credit for Nate Shot. When 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 he first built this team, I thought a lot of it was some of it was good, but I thought a lot of it was giving too much credit to past performance at past big names and not enough to the actual analytics of it and and, and kind of the stronger players. And and to his credit, and I, I will say this, they have built a good team now. This is a this is a completely different team. It is a good team, and I think that they've made a lot of smart moves. And I I really have to compliment them for that. Yeah, and they already were looking very good. Like you exactly, talk about, yeah. since the Stage 2 Major, Thieves have been one of the best teams in the league, and now you make this move, you assume they get better, but at the very least, they should be as good as they have been. Um, so they've sort of raised their floor, I think, and heightened their ceiling maybe a little bit too. Um, they they are making a lot of good moves. Um, and yeah, I mean, when we talk about like, power rankings i don't know where to put them right like the whole year they've kind of been like around sixth um and i feel like they got to be higher than that now but again it's it's 
there are other good teams too. They, they play New York this weekend. I honestly, I had that game as, and we'll talk about that. I have that game as a toss up in my model. And, you know, I don't know if I should adjust it one way or the other. I probably won't because we're not quite sure how they're going to look, but um, you, you still have a lot of good teams uh, in front of you that you need to compete with. So I don't think this necessarily like catapults them to number one or number two overall, but they've definitely like solidified that they are a top six team. And I really, uh, unless the chemistry is not there, I don't see them falling outside that. Well, th- this is the thing, right? If you, you lost a Toronto three on the major, you lost a phase three, two, you did a good job against phase. I will give you that. But again, you, you just couldn't get it done in the, in the search. And I think the final search to destroy, and at times they did look kind of outmatched. They beat Chicago 3-1. Chicago kind of looked lost a little bit in that matchup. We got the matchup with Subliners. Uh, but I don't think they've played Dallas since... Or did they play Dallas at Stage 2? I think they did play Dallas Stage 2 Major, right? I believe so. I, yeah, I they believe they were also right? in the same group in Stage 1. Yeah. yeah. So, so they, they've, they've played a couple times. So not the greatest record against Dallas either. So I think if you're Thieves, you're like, we're good but we're not the top yet. And I think this probably pushes them to, well, I mean, they're, they were in top six. I think, I'm not sure if this makes them, this doesn't make them one. I don't think, I think phase ultra are still one, two, but this could maybe push them to three, maybe like a T three with subliners in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe Chicago's in there for sure. Like, I, yeah, there's just, there are these clusters yeah. of teams that are like, they're so close and, yeah, if they make a, a Toronto-like run in the major, like, yeah, a- any of these teams could be the number one or number two team by the end of next week. So exactly, um, yeah. it, it, it's exciting stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I think you, the other thing you talked about is destination for TJ, and it's possible that, like, Florida, London could try to pick him up. I, I kind of think for some of those teams, though, I feel like they're kind of done at this point. Like, especially Paris. And, like, I mean, maybe Florida might try to make another change. I don't even know where the problem with Florida is, though. There's actually several problems in that roster. But if you're, like, London or, like, Paris, maybe. But the problem, though, is that you're you're near the bottom of the league. You've made several different roster changes, especially London. Paris has made less roster changes. But we're getting to the point now where we're near the end. And, like, it's not one roster change isn't going to make you win champs. Right? And that's the thing, right? I feel like at a certain point, you're like, okay, fine. So we're going to make a roster. We're going to pay all this money and make a roster change. We're going to pay LA Thieves to buy out TJ's contract. And we're going to make a run at eighth place. And then, like, what? Lose 0-2 at champs? Right? Like, I think for some of these teams, especially near the bottom, I think Surge is doing something because I think Surge actually still has the pieces to make a deep champs run. if Or make a run somewhat at champs. But if you're London, if you're Paris, if you're even maybe Florida at a certain point, I think there are so many issues on your roster that it's hard to justify to be like, okay, let's get this one player and this one player will fix everything. And it's just not, it's just not the case. I think with a lot of these rosters, I think, I think Paris is like, okay, but I don't, I don't, they're not currently slated to make top eight, but we'll see. I mean, maybe someone makes a play for TJ. TJ also has a lot of connections with, He's close friends with Methods. They might team up to do challengers. Maybe some other team base, both of them up. Who knows, right? Like, there's lots of different things that this could go. Um, 
both have connections to Rise, though, so it's there's a decent chance that if there is a Rise team, because before Methods was tied to Toronto and TJ was tied to, um, well, to the old Optic and to and to now LA Thieves, but now since both of them have been released, there's nothing holding them back. And even if they were picked up by another team, there's nothing holding both of them back from teaming up next year and going to like a new a new expansion team. So lots of really cool potential options here on a lot of this stuff. So, um. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I don't think we're going to see a change on the other teams this week. I think the surge and thieves changes are the only changes we're seeing. Um, Florida lost down on Hook. Will they try to pull the trigger on TJ? I don't know, but we probably won't know about that until at least the the stage two major, unless at least until the stage three major, maybe not even until stage four. So, but anyway, let's start getting into our matches here. Um, so, um, first off on Thursday afternoon, uh, we've got Minnesota Rocker and LAG. Um, Minnesota Rocker right now on Bet365 is minus 175. LEG is plus 125. Minnesota Rocker um, spread minus 1.5 plus 120. LEG plus 1.5 is minus 163. Um, for my model, I've got this is about as basically a toss-up. I've got Minnesota as minus 105 favorite, a 51% favorite. Um, very, very close match. What do you have on this, Ryan? Yeah, my model, um, so these teams are uh, 8 and 9 in my model, I believe. Um, or 7 and 8, I'm sorry. 7 and 8 in terms of power rankings. Uh, and my model is always high on LAG, so it has LAG as the favorite still, despite losing both of their matches last week. Um, uh, it's spitting out 60-40 right now, but if you you know sort of take into account recent performance, um, I think it is basically a toss-up. Um, so that being said, I, I do think there is a little value on LAG, uh, preferably money line over the spread. Um, just because you talk about underdog teams against the spread, if they're like a search and destroy, you know, sort of team that usually that plus one and a half doesn't help you a lot. Um, just because there's a very high chance that they lose every respawn and lose in four games. But, uh, if they can get to that map five and steal, uh, uh, one of those respawns, then you like their chances in a game five. So the money line makes a little more sense. Um, I'm curious to see where this line moves. I would expect it to um, get bet up on Rocker uh, just because of LAG's recent struggles. And I just feel like most people are just low on them. Um, like they're not making moves that are well-liked by the general uh, public. And, you know, they, they got 3-0'd to Toronto. Um, it was close for the most part. Um, and then uh, lost in five to Dallas, who are still this team that's kind of hard to put a finger on. So uh, this match is, is uh, it, it should be really good, I think. It, it should be a, a closely contested match. Um, and it's extremely consequential for So uh, right now, just because I do have uh, LAG as a slightly higher favorite than Minnesota, uh, my win projection for them uh, for the end of this stage is a little higher than Minnesota's. I have LAG finishing third um, most of the time and Rocker finishing fourth. Now, if Rocker win, which I think is um, expected by a lot of folks, I think you see that flip and you see Rocker probably the favorite to be the three seed and Gorilla's the favorite to be the four seed. Um, it also depends on how their second matches go because they each uh, have an additional match after this. but. Um, a huge match to to kick off the week, and I'm uh, really looking forward to it. I think 
If it goes to game five, I like LAG over Rocker. Rocker has struggled quite a bit in Search and Destroy, and I still have LAG as uh, a top team in that game mode. Um, and uh, yeah, for the hard points and the controls, those should all be closely contested. Um, I think Rocker are for sure a favorite in the control, no matter what map it is. Um, but the hard points I could see splitting. Uh, LAG probably wins their map pick, and Minnesota wins there. So uh, it should be a really good series. We get Silly and Assault versus their old team. Um, so that's an interesting little storyline. And um, yeah, purple versus purple. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, who, who's going to be the white team? Um... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, I mean, I, I mostly agree with what you're saying. I think, though, um, when you m- mentioned the point about the um, about the t- about the uh, if you had just a good search team, the betting the one and a half. I don't actually hate the betting the one and a half on this one because Minnesota has at times been horrible hard point teams, and the people are going to point to the fact that they beat Toronto in the in the game one hard point. But Toronto has also been pretty horrible in game one hard points too. I think for the for the stage th- like the last part of the stage three major, they lost all like on the on the Sunday of it, they lost all three game one hard points. Like my model has them as very bad at game one hard points, and um, if you're looking at um, actually, they should. They probably should have lost like the the game one hard point against again Florida. They were in bad shape against. They also probably should have lost it against Dallas too. They were in, they were in a horrible shot. They came back from it in a massive comeback. But still, though, like game one hard points are pretty bad. At game four hard points, though, Toronto's amazing. So, but Minnesota's had issues with hard points. And again, if if LAG just steals either a hard point or a control from Minnesota. And the and the search and destroy, which is what we think. Like it's very possible, LEG goes up two zero after game after the first two maps. So like, I don't hate the plus one and a half. Minus yeah, I don't. Two. I don't hate it either. I'm just saying, like, if you're assuming that they get that scenario, then just bet them to win the game five as well. Just take that extra little value on the That's money true. line. But yeah. but yeah, if you're a little more cautious, like I I get the plus one and a half too. I think both are are uh, valuable bets that I think make sense waiting for because again i expect rocker to get bet up yeah well so. we actually we actually already have that because i sent you the i sent you the lines on uh on friday on it was, i think it was sunday night actually um the first lines that came out and, and the lines were minus 120 minus 120 so lag has already flipped the flipped the board yeah. and they're already on plus 125 so um we're like we're and that's still like it doesn't go plus one. It doesn't flip instantly at plus one twenty. It'd be like minus one twenty, minus one ten, plus a hundred, plus one ten, plus one twenty, plus. So like it's actually gone a lot of different uh, pegs there. So this line has already actually moved. I'd wait until tomorrow, maybe early Thursday, to bet it. You may eat like I don't think we're gonna get the plus one and a half at plus money, but like it could be like minus one. We could get that to like minus one twenty, depending on on how much money comes in on Rocker down the stretch. Right, so right, so right. definitely something to look at for that one. All right, moving on to the next one. This is probably the even bigger game on Thursday. Optic Chicago versus New York Subliners. Now, my model has actually thinks this is pretty fairly priced. My, uh, my model has this as um, Optic minus 134, 57% win chance. Um, the, the, the betting line has Optic, Bet365 has Optic minus 163, New York plus 120, um, optic spread minus one and a half plus one sixty two. New York subliner spread plus one and a half minus two twenty five. I've got it about that on my model. I don't like that at all. I'm gonna. I I want to take uh, New York here. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, my model's pretty close to yours. Um, I have Chicago at a sixty four percent chance to win. 
Um, now again, mine doesn't take into account recent performance. So you adjust for that, right? Cause New York has looked good with Hydra Chicago. Um, not so great last week, losing in four maps to LA thieves, uh, pre hook LA thieves. So, you know, you take that into account, it should be you know, maybe a 60, 40 for Chicago, but I do think optic, uh, should be the favorites largely due to the part, um, because their search and destroy is all of a sudden one of the best in the league. Um, I don't think they're Toronto or LAG yet, uh, in terms of how good they are at that mode, but, um, they are pretty good and New York are not so good. And people talk about, um, how Hydra has helped subliners quite a bit since he's joined and there's no doubt that he has, but the one area where the team seems to struggle the most is search and destroy. And that makes a lot of sense bringing on a new teammate. Um, one who has, you know, English is his second language. So, uh, Trade callouts can maybe be a little trickier in search for that. Uh, just trying to figure out how Hydra likes to play in search. I'm sure there's growing pains with that. So I think Chicago clear favorites in any search and destroy. And then you talk about the hard points and the controls. I think they're pretty much toss-ups either way you go. Um, so because of that, you kind of have to have Chicago as the favorite. Now, the price where it is now, I'm not really seeing value any way to bet it. Um money line or against the spread. Uh, I think there's a really good chance this goes to a game five, but again, it wouldn't shock me if, if Chicago come out and win in four or lose in five or get swept or anything. It's, it's really hard uh, to predict this one. So uh, I don't know if I'll be betting it, but I will for sure have a close eye on it. And yeah, we talked about last match being very important for group a, this match is equally as big, right? Chicago and New York, both with two wins um, and both with two games yet to play. So this is a huge game for tiebreakers. And um, honestly, whoever loses this could be sent to the loser's bracket right now. For Group B projections, I have New York as the uh, the team in the fourth seed. Uh, obviously, a win over Chicago would flip that. Um, so they'd be probably looking at three seed or two seed. Um, but either of these teams could be the one seed, either of these teams could be the four seed. It's very chaotic in group B. Um, but this game will give us a, a clearer picture of how, uh, how important the matches are for, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's a really important point to note, right? Before, before we start recording, we, we mathed out all the scenarios for group B and I think all of, cause there's three, there's, Two, one te- thieves are at three and one. Optic, Atlanta, and Subliners are all at two and one. And there is any number of combinations in which any number of these teams, like all three, all four of those teams, could un- end up in the fourth seed. I think all four of those teams could actually end up in the one seed too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah. So the thing is, if the thie- um in terms of this game, actually, this game won't affect any standing i don't think technically not but i think if 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 the subliners do win i think thieves are guaranteed a slot in the winners bracket i believe yeah because they beat phase and they would have beaten chicago yes so for um, thieves to end up in the yeah. losers bracket optic would have to win this game against the subliners if not if 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 the subliners do beat chicago thieves are guaranteed now again their thieves completely control their own destiny here they are not they they are perfectly within they control their own destiny they're not even if even if the subliners do lose this game just because they're not guaranteed a slot in the winners bracket doesn't mean that they don't control their destiny they win they're in 
But that being said, though, it'd be a lot nicer if subliners were to gift them a nice little win here. It'd be it'd be great for them. Um, but again, that's just going to be a crazy, crazy group, though. I just I don't know. This optic team did not look really do like look really bad against that um, against that uh, against that these team last Sunday night. I I can't get over how bad that looked. Like they came, they almost came back a game with checkmate. But why are you playing check like the the and, and this is the thing we love. Like everybody's like, when Optic loses a game, we all like start anal- deeply analyzing their map pick choices. And like, but why? Like, <laughs> like thieves are really good at checkmate. Like, I don't know why you're playing thieves on checkmate. I mean, Chicago were undefeated. Like, I I don't blame them for picking checkmate. You're they were six and zero. Oh, I want to say um, they lost by forty five points, which is uh, and it could a have pretty been, close game. It, it's way. one. It's one hill essentially that they lost by. So. But even um, less than that, if, I, I if they had if they had contested yeah. that that the hail the plane point for a little bit, like if they had been able to hold it for the whole time, then it's even less than just a hill, right? Like that was it was really close. It was really close. But I, I think I, I think Chicago just yeah, they they lost in four maps. I think that last map that they played maybe skews people's perceptions of, of how bad they lost by. They got blown out on apocalypse in game four. So I think that sticks with people. Um, if you go game by game, like a 45 point loss on checkmate versus a good checkmate team, like that happens. Uh, you win search and destroy on express six, three. That's a pretty impressive win. If you're winning in nine rounds or less, uh, control, they lost in around five on raid, uh, another one of their good maps. And, uh, and then they get blown out on apocalypse, which is a map that features a lot of blowouts. Um, it's weird. Apocalypse is such a weird map because you either get blown out or it's like super, super close. Yeah, it's either um, a blowout or within twenty points. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, I think it the public perception of that loss is worse than it actually was. And yeah, thieves are a good team. Like it was definitely in the cards that Chicago might lose to them, and they did. So, um, if that means we're going to get some value with them against subliners on Thursday, then. I'll take it Um, because I do think people might, although there is that optic kind of bet up that happens every time, like, you know, it wouldn't shock me if New York, you know, start to get a a few more bets, you know, their recent performance is inspiring a lot of confidence in people. So um, by the start of this match, you know, it wouldn't shock me if this is a, a closer than like minus 160 plus 120, maybe it's minus 140 even money something like that um we'll see but uh i'm so excited to see this match yeah i i am too i just i mean the the control though shouldn't have been as close like i've because like new york went up 2-0 and then they just couldn't close it out i mean optic like optic should have probably won the second round but then they didn't and then these probably should have won one of the other rounds, but then they also just didn't, and it went to five, but then the fifth one was a blowout. So I, I don't know. It's it's tough to say exactly. I don't know. I just, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate any idea of like an LEG plus one and a half, subliners plus one and a half parlay for Thursday. I don't think that's horrible. We'll have to see. I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it, but that's, I, I don't like betting either the money lines for Optic or New York. Subliner. I don't like either of those. I kind of want to stay away from those. I just kind of want to bet that like, the plus one and a half. So we'll see. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, but what, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the, do you think there's any value in the subliner spread? If you think this is going to game five? Um, I, I see a little more value on Chicago. Um, 
But if you're going to bet New York, I think the spread makes a little more sense um, than the money line. But either way, uh, if if you have that much confidence in New York, um, I think it is a viable bet to make. If you are going to bet both LA the LAG Minnesota match and the New York Chicago match, I don't hate um, if you're an underdogs guy to just kind of bet straight up LAG plus one twenty five or whatever it gets ballooned up to plus one fifty maybe. And then just make another single bet for New York plus 120 or wherever that lands as well. And just hope that one of them wins. Um, That could be an idea, but uh, I'm not one to parlay a lot of stuff. I kind of like to separate all my bets and and see where the, uh, the chips fall, but yeah, no, I, I I don't hate the, the New York plus one and a half one bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So now Friday afternoon, this is going to be a fun one. Atlanta phase versus Seattle surge. Now, um, on on Bet365, Atlanta phase is minus 700 to win. Um, Seattle is plus 400 on the money line. Atlanta phase, minus 1.5 is minus 250. Seattle surge, plus 1.5 is plus 175. Um, interestingly enough, though, if you look at Bodog, um, which is a different betting site, and one which has, in my opinion, a somewhat infamous... It, well, from what I've discovered, at least, it seems to be a somewhat uh, infamous curse on uh, on CDL lines. Um, when so, for example, on Bet three six five, you can bet any team spread. You can bet anything from minus two and a half to plus two and a half on any team in any match. I mean, sometimes, obviously, for Atlanta Face, if you were to bet Atlanta Face plus two and a half against Seattle, you're paying like minus ten thousand or something. But in terms of Bodog, they only offer one spread. They they pick the spread that they have that's the closest odds and they give that one to you. And whenever they pick a spread that's minus two and a half on a team, whenever a team is so favored in a match that their spread line is minus two and a half, almost every single time they offer a minus two and a half, if you take the plus two and a half, it cashes. Now there's a couple of reasons for that. It's not like Bodog has anything specifically sinister about them. It's just the fact is that when 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 Bodog says um oh actually I'm just on my Beth side now the the subliners uh, Thieves Subliners line has been pulled. Wow, that's that's rare for for COD. That's kind of cool. We'll get to that one yeah. in a second. But um, wow. usually that that's associated when like a, a starting quarterback goes down with injury. But um, wow, that's that's kind of that's special. Wow. Okay. But anyway, we'll we'll come to that one in a second. Thank God we have the picture from <laughs> from from Sunday. But no, um, usually when a team is so favored that the that the line that Bodog is offering is a minus two and a half. It's because one team is such a big favorite. And obviously no one here is going to say Seattle should be favored in this match. But generally when one team is so favored over another team, either one that the team that's so favored thinks that just kind of blows off the match and just thinks it's going to be an easy win. Or the other team is like so heartened the fact that they, no one thinks that they can win that they actually end up pulling off an upset. So Generally, when when people when when you see that minus two and a half line on Bodog, generally it's an indicator that people think the other team has no chance of winning, and that's when you bet that other team. So that's why I really like the plus one and a half spread on Seattle. Um, Seattle just took they they benched Looney and they've added Decimate, who should who is an who should be an upgrade on SMG. Um, Atlanta has struggled recently. They were supposed to put um, they they also had a minus two and a half last week against the London Royal Ravens and they had to, they, they took them to, to game five on that one. So I'm not particularly taken with this Atlanta team right now. 
there was a, a long period last year when Atlanta just kept beating teams 3-2. Every, every match is 3-2, 3-2, 3-2. And they won whole tournaments that way. But still, though, through that time period, if you bet the plus one and a half on the other team, which I did sometimes, <laughs> then you made money. And like that, like if a team is, even if the team keeps winning, you just keep betting the spreads, the, the opponent team spreads, and you can still make money off that. That seems like a good investment. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I, um, this match is, is tough. I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to bet it at all at all. Um, cause we talk about right. Roster moves, health teams, generally speaking now decimates a good player. He, uh, played a little bit for the LA Gorillas last year and was one of their better players. I thought, um, I'll be interested to see how he performs with Seattle, but you know, we, we talk about Looney struggles and, um, yeah, it felt like they needed to make a change and they did. Now, what you lose with Looney, I think, is a little bit of play calling, um, which might be for the better, right? Because Seattle have been one of the worst teams in the league. So maybe the play calls were not good um, and his gun skill was not good. So you might get an upgrade in both if if Decimate starts calling out a little more. I, I expect that to maybe go the way of the other three, specifically probably Prestini and Octane are going to be probably the in-game leaders most of the time. Um but is this is tough, man. I, every week I talk about Seattle and their struggles in control, and I think people overlook that every time we talk about a match. Um, you can basically chalk it up as an L, unless for some reason they decide to play Garrison. Uh, Seattle, I believe, are like three and three on Garrison for the year. Let me pull up their control records. Uh, yeah, they're three and three on Garrison. Uh, according to my stats, they're power ranked sixth on that map and mode. Uh, so about a league average team, uh, on the other two, they're Owen three on checkmate, uh, which is 11th out of 12 and on raid they're Owen seven, which is again, 11th. I don't know who's worse than them. I don't know how you can be worse than Owen seven, but that's what my model. Yeah, how, so how can you be worse you just, than Owen? Yeah, that. Oh, and seven. Now my, my model takes into account how much you're losing by. So there might be a oh, team okay. that is like, oh, and one, and they got blown out three Oh or something, but um, yeah. Oh, and 10 on checkmate and raid. You just play them on one of those maps. Now decimate might help with the respawns a little bit, but you're going up against phase who are arguably the best team in control. I have them as the number one power ranked team in control. Uh, Third on Garrison, so if they do want to play Garrison, better than Seattle, they were sixth. Third on Checkmate, and first on Raid. So I think we probably expect to see a Checkmate control here. Um, And honestly, you you chalk that up as an L, I think. Now, if you're Seattle, you got to win three out of four, um, which means you have to win at least one hard point. Atlanta are the best hard point team in the league. Despite their struggles recently, they've they've kind of kept that steady, how good they are at hard point. They're winning two thirds of their games and they're blowing out the competition. They do have uh, a couple of maps that are a little worrisome. Apocalypse isn't great for them. I do think they'll start vetoing that more. Um, Checkmate, they're three and three on, but you talk about Garrison, Moscow, and Raid, power ranked one, one, and two. How to play them on one of those, at least. Um, it's, It's tough, man. I... I do think Seattle improve with the roster move, but this is not the team. I don't think you want to try that out on right away. Um, so I'm expecting a 3-0. 
Now, if my, again, my model doesn't wait for recent performance and Atlanta has been worse. So maybe it's a three, one, and maybe that plus two and a half cashes for Seattle, if you want to bet that. But um, again, you got, you got to lay a, a pretty decent price uh, to bet that anyway. So it's, it's tough. I think it's such a mismatch that it's just not bettable. You're just not getting enough return on investment on anything you bet. Um, unless you bet like Seattle to sweep at whatever the heck that would be, but I'm not going to do that anytime soon. So yeah, I, I just, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Seattle. I haven't all year and it's, it's largely due to control hard point. They've been okay at search and destroy. They've been okay at, um, but again, you, you might get a little worse at search when you bring in a new player. There's all that strategy and play calling and stuff that, you know, you, you kind of take a step back on. And um, we'll see. One of these days, I expect Atlanta to just come back to their stage one form. And it, it very well could be this match. That's possible. One thing I will say, though, is that, um, and we look back at the at the results of this. The last time, this is the first time this year that FaZe and, and Surge have played. The last time they played was in the, kind of the middle of last year. And in that match, Surge went up 2-0 against Atlanta. And then there was a 45-minute stream delay because either the stream crashed or I think the stream crashed multiple times. So then they had to delay it by 45 minutes. And then Atlanta came back with the reverse sweep. Also, surprising no one, Atlanta was a massive favorite in that game too. So, will history repeat itself? I don't know. I just, I like, and honestly, if there was no team change in Seattle, I would say the same thing. I'd be like, yeah, okay, fine. But there has been a team change. We don't know what Decimate's impact on respawns will be. Also, Atlanta is pretty good at garrison control too, so maybe they don't veto garrison. Maybe, like, because they, they were really good at it. They lost it to... In London, I think they played it on. So maybe they're like, okay, we need to work on that. Or maybe they just take the, the free win and like, fine, we're just going to play Seattle on like raid or something. And then, or maybe they like, so what Seattle would veto raid Atlanta would veto garrison. So it's probably going to be either garrison or checkmate. So, yeah. And again, so this match worries me a little bit because I, Atlanta needs it, right? They, they, they went out there in winner's bracket and if this was stage two or stage one and they were like three and oh at this point playing Seattle who are bad, then I think you get in a, a creative Atlanta that vetoes different stuff just to try other things. But I think they know like, let's just, let's win the vetoes and let's just come out and three Oh these guys. Cause we need the win. So it's, it's tough, but again, yeah. Roster changes for Seattle that decimate could be very good. Now, again, we saw him last year and he was fine. Um, so I don't know how much of an upgrade he'll be, but, you know, maybe they take it to map five. I, I would be very impressed if they just got it to a map five, to be perfectly honest. So um, not a hugely consequential game unless Seattle upset them. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 going to be tough. Yeah, we'll see. So. That that will be an interesting one to take a look at too. Um, also, that one has a chance of moving a little bit as well too. Um, people people might because like that usually values kind of get up with Atlanta the big favorites. They should get up to about the minus thousand range, and they still got that's on Friday, so you got a couple days to bet that one up. Next one up, um, Dallas versus Florida. Dallas is minus one eighty eight on the money line. Florida is plus one thirty seven. Dallas minus one and a half is plus one twenty. Florida plus one and a half is minus one sixty three. Um, my model has this as 
about right. I got Dallas as a minus one thirty two favorite. Um so that's about right. Um I I kinda think this is this is about what you'd expect. If if it was Hook, if it was Hook, I'd say I'd bet Florida, but it's not Hook is not on Florida, he is now on the Thieves. So I kinda like Dallas here and I don't even hate I don't even hate Dallas minus one and a half. What do you think? Uh this one's a stay away from me, I think, unless one side gets bet up a crazy amount, but I don't expect that to happen. Um I prefer Dallas on the minus one and a half spread slightly uh to the money line. Uh, you talk about game mode by game mode, Dallas versus Florida in a hard point uh, should go the way of Dallas. Uh, they are still one of the best teams in that mode. Florida, it's been probably their worst mode all year. Uh, I think the search and destroys and the controls are a little more of a toss up. Um, both teams pretty mediocre to below average at search. Uh, and both teams, you know, middle of the pack ish in control. So I think we've got a, a decent series on our hands. Uh, Florida are just such a tough team, man. They are very inconsistent. Uh, the Havoc move, I don't think, moves the needle one way or the other. Um, and, and Dallas, if anything, it, again, with the hook move, it shows a lot of confidence in Fellow. I just don't know. I, it, it's It's a pretty important game for Florida all things considered if they want to make winners bracket they pretty much need this game Dallas um it would hurt their chances of making winners if they lose but um yeah all in all I, I expect a Dallas win maybe it goes to a game five I think um even if it does I would still take Dallas but um yeah uh, just I don't know this might be the least interesting game of the week for me just because Florida are kind of a whatever team, right? They're just in the mix. You don't really know what you're going to get. And same thing with Dallas. We're still just kind of uh, waiting to see how fellow performs. We just need more games from him, I think. Yeah, I, I think that's that's interesting. I mean, Florida, Dallas obviously made the change and then they got immediately 3-0'd by Toronto. But Toronto is one of the best teams in the league. Last week, uh, they were able to 3-1 Paris, um, which was really good for them. Um, and they showed some strength there. And Florida, I think, has a lot of problems. I think, I think if Florida brought in Hook, that would be a start. And I think obviously it'd be Havoc that would get the boot for that. But like this team is just so inconsistent. And I think, um, when you're looking at like people, like everybody keeps saying like there's all the memes online about Big Wake, and like that's fine <laughs> and they're cool and stuff, but Awakening sometimes has really bad hardpoint games. Like, that's, people, like, people love talking about him in Search and Destroy, and he is really good in Search and Destroy, but sometimes he will have a very bad hardpoint game, and that will, that will doom them far more than, than being really, really good in, in coming up clutch in, like, a 3v1 in Search, right? Um, Skies also not having a great year. He's basically batting even in a lot of maps, sometimes even lower. Neptune, inconsistent as well. He's not doing great. I mean, the thing is, last year the 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 Florida team at one point was one of the was the best team in the league. Um, we all have we all remember that that the three zero against Atlanta phase in that final and that the the absolute blowout of a domination on Hackney Yard. We all remember that. We all we all remember that like ten minutes. But the thing is, though, that like if if you basically have a bunch of people who every time they they play, they're a die roll as to how well they'll do. Then a lot of the times, yeah, sure, you can get. 
you can get a, a time when you 3-0 phase and you beat them by like 100 some odd points in a Hackney Yard domination. But then also, if each piece is so inconsistent and then you go to the next year, you lose some of those pieces, right? Like you've lost, you Pharaoh obviously sadly passed away and obviously um, Frosty went on to play Halo. You now have the team is just not consistent and there's just not enough consistency in getting that team back to those highs. And there are multiple problems in this team. Like you can make, you can make the case to, to basically bench anyone except for probably awakening just cause he's so strong in search. But even then, like the pressure needs to be taken off of him in, in hard points. And there's too much pressure when everybody else is underperforming in hard points, when they're not getting those kills, he has to, he has to kind of go crazy in hard points. And I, I just don't think he can. It's kind of similar to octane in that way. I think, awakening in hard points. So I think, I th- I think the, I think you need, we, like a lot of problems need to be on this. T- like there needs to be a lot of fixes on this team and you can make it, you can make a case for pretty much benching any of them. You can make a case for awakening. It's not a strong case, but there, like the Florida team has a lot of issues and I just, I, I don't think they're going to take down. I don't think they're going to take down Dallas this week. I, I don't think they are. So, yeah, I, one more thing to add on with Florida. Um, Anytime we get a listen in with them in a game of hard point, it is, in my opinion, some of the worst comms in the league. They are so talkative. It's like, I don't know what anyone is saying because Skies is just calling out literally everything he sees. They're all just like, it's, they just get rushed. I feel like I think the slower the game mode, the better they can play. But yeah, you get them in a hard point on a fast map. And it is problematic. There's just, they just need to kind of have a Toronto approach to comms. You listen to Toronto and comms and it's like so clean and calm and one person talking at a time for the most part, you, you listen to Florida and it's just chaos and it's, it's hard to listen to honestly sometimes. So I think they just need one or two guys to call out a lot of stuff. I think Neptune's doing a good job just kind of like he gives his call outs, but he's been pretty quiet for the most part. But now you've got you've got Havoc who likes to be an in-game leader. Awakening likes to call out everything. And Skies, I think, views himself as kind of the captain of the team. You've got all these guys talking over each other and it's just a headache. So I think they need to slow down. You know, I think they get rushed way too much. And and play on those slower maps. Um, play on a Moscow, you know. Play on a raid. Um, and, and you know their search is good enough where they they can win in that. And um, and controls kind of that in between mode of you know it's not super fast paced and it's not search. Um, but yeah, until we see that change, I think Florida are just going to be a really hard team to judge. Yeah. So, all right, moving now on to Saturday. And um, we've got the first match of Saturday. The afternoon match is Toronto versus Paris. Toronto is minus 400 on the money line. Paris is plus 275. Toronto is minus one and a half uh, at minus 138. And Paris plus one and a half at plus 100. I'm taking Paris in this. Uh, my model thinks this is about right. Actually, my model has Toronto as a minus 279 favorite, which is actually the biggest favorite it has on the board. Um, even bigger than I have actually Atlanta versus Seattle, which is crazy that this one isn't a minus uh, two and a half on Bodog. But anyway, I'm taking Paris in this one because when you look at a lot of these games, um, especially like the last game for a team, Toronto was already locked up the number one seed. 
Um, so they're just kind of playing for fun. Um, and and the thing is, when when we last saw Paris in a game where they were playing against the seed that had already clinched, it was actually against FaZe in 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 um, in the stage one, and they actually took that one to a game five. Uh, last time when say when FaZe had pretty much sewn up. Um, the number one seed last stage, they played LAG. They lost that game three two. Then they they ended up three owing um, London to to finish off the stage uh, for them to lock up the number one seed. But they pretty much already sewn it up when they were three and zero already because that that group was pretty dreadful um, last time. They actually had Toronto before they became good. But that's beside the point. The point is is that Toronto like. Toronto, and we saw this even a little bit with Minnesota. They were starting to experiment. They were playing some maps they weren't as great on. There's no reason for Toronto to not place, not start experimenting on maps on on Saturday here. And Paris are playing for their lives. They're trying to get an up into winners bracket. I don't know how viable that is, but they want the they want the CDL points, and they actually look really good against Florida. They had a massive comeback on the hard point. They did lose the search, but they should have probably won the search. They probably should have been a three zero, um, but they did really well on the second hard point. They did well on the control too. So yeah, I don't hate Paris here. I think wait a little bit, wait for this to get bet up. I think people will probably bet on Toronto here. This is actually, I mean, it's good value on Toronto money line, I guess. But I don't, I really don't hate the plus one and a half on Paris. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think this is a no bet from me. I think you make a great point about Toronto not really needing this match and Paris needing it pretty bad. And that doesn't mean that Paris is going to win, obviously, but. Um, it means that Toronto are going to be creative with their map picks. I think, I think um, they're going to want to play on some maps that they've been weaker on. Um, obviously the CDL points matter, right? They, they want to win the match, but I think you're, you're looking to expand your map pool a little bit. And right now Paris are, you know, arguably the worst team in the league. So there's not a better time than now. This is your only match of the week. It's against the worst team in the league. Let's see what we can do on some maps we've had problems on. I think that's what Toronto's thinking. Um, so we might get a very favorable map set for Paris. Now, that's not saying a lot because they're bad at a lot of maps, but um, all things considered, there might be value on them. I think especially plus one and a half, uh, whatever that gets ballooned up to, because yes, I, I do think Toronto are going to get that up. Um, I, I, Yeah, it's a no bet from me, um, no matter how it goes. Uh, it's, it's so tough though, because... Even on a not preferential map set, like Toronto is still a better team than Paris, but we don't know exactly what maps are going to play. Maybe we see an apocalypse uh, from Toronto. They've obviously played that the least out of any maps. Uh, they've played that three times. They're two and one. So maybe we see that. Maybe Moscow, again, they've only played that uh, for hardpoint. I should say Toronto, Moscow, hardpoint, one and two on that map. Um, maybe they try a little bit of, of that. It's it's tough to say, but um, yeah, it, would, it wouldn't shock me if Paris wins, to be honest. Uh, they won their last match. Um, now there was that disconnect with Florida in the game four, but even then, Paris were the better team. Um, so yeah, I'm, I expect Toronto to win, but uh, yeah, don't be shocked in the slightest if Paris at least get it to a map five, if not win. So Yeah. So that one's that's one to watch as well. 
Next one. So this actually went off the board a couple minutes ago. It's back on the board now. I think it was basically even. I think it was like minus 120, minus 120, or minus 120, minus 110 for one of the teams. I can't remember. Um, but now the Thieves subliners is back up on the board. Uh, Thieves are now minus 150 favorite on the money line. Subliners plus 110. Uh, the- so basically same, but a, a slight, maybe a couple points to 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 subliners there on, on the money line. Um, thieves minus one and a half plus 162 subliners plus one and a half minus 225. Um, yeah, with hook, I don't know. I mean, it improves the team. Does it improve the team a little bit? Yeah, that seems to be what we're, the price we're getting here. Um, I actually had thieves as a very slight favorite before, which is, would have agreed with them with the, with the betting lines, thieves are now even slightly larger favorite, which is probably correct. I, I have this kind of priced pretty well. I don't really think there's a huge difference here, but I don't know. Maybe bet this goes to a game five. I don't. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. I do. So before the hook move and all that, um, I have this match as a fifty-three forty-seven match in favor of subliners. So already a toss-up match. You add. Uh, hook to thieves you think that helps them um so it's honestly it's a true toss-up either way um so i think the way to play this is wait uh see where the bets come in i would think that people would want to bet thieves uh, especially last week last week was not great for new york uh they lost to london which really hurt their chances at a uh clinching winner's bracket so i think that's kind of sticking in people's minds and we just saw Thieves beat Chicago. So yeah, definitely Thieves are going to get bet up big, which means I do think there's a lot of value to be had on New York, either money line or plus a map and a half. Um, either way you want to play that, I think is good. Uh, so if you really want to bet Thieves, I think bet it as soon as it's available because that is going to get bet up so much just because of that one loss that New York had to London. And, you know, it's in map five, London... They're they're not a great team, but again, it's it's New York with a new player uh, working out some kinks, especially in Search and Destroy. Uh, it's going to be a really really interesting match. I hope, like, <laughs> if the CDL could move this to the late Sunday match, that would be awesome. Or I guess Phase Optic. Either one would be cool. Um, I. I can see myself schedule, betting flex scheduling now. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool if they did that. But um, I can see myself betting New York uh, late, uh, like just before the match starts. But if it if the numbers right, if the odds don't get as high as I think they're going to get, then it's probably a no bet from me. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so so excited to see how Hook performs, and this is um, Thieves' only match of the week. So they're really looking to win. If they win, they lock up winner's bracket. It's not guaranteed that they're the one seed, but um, they lock up winner's bracket, and uh, it it hurts New York's chances pretty badly. Um, I'm not sure if they'd be guaranteed loser's bracket. I don't think so, but um, it's it's a humongous match uh, in terms of seeding. Yeah, this this one will be really big, and I I actually do like the idea of that. Right, so I mean, obviously the Bet365 has already moved this line a little bit. People will see the news on... I mean, that news is an hour old at this point. So people will see that, and then they'll start betting on Thieves. That line could get ballooned. We could see, like, subliners close at, like, a plus-150 dog. 
Yeah, and if that's the case, I, like you just, have to bet sell bonus at that point. I think. Yeah, because it is it is a brand new team, right? Like, I mean, this, we're not saying the Thieves team is bad. I mean, obviously, we like New York too, but at the same point in time, like it just it's a new team, right? And, and Hook will be good on the team, but that they'll be that there's instantly a problem with search and destroy, right? Because they're usually when you get a, a roster change, search and destroy does hurt a little bit, so that will be an issue right there. Um. So, like, Hook is, is going to be a good part of the team, but will they... I mean, they have a couple days to prepare for this now. This is the Tuesday, so they're going to have about four or so days of practice to prepare, so that's good. But at the same time, like, I, I don't think anybody... Sh- like, Subliner should be a minus, plus 150 dog against anybody, especially if, if they lose against Optic, then they really need this game. Or if they... Like, there's a lot of different ways that this could go, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next bet here. Florida versus LEG. This one is dead even on Bet365. Florida minus 110, LEG minus 125. LEG is actually the favorite. Um, Florida plus 1.5 is minus 275. LEG minus 1.5 plus 200. I'm just looking at this now. That um, that minus 1.5 is actually kind of pretty attractive there for, for LEG. I actually have that bet. I have that priced exactly right. Um, that's actually a pretty... That's spot on with um, with my, my with what my model says um i don't know what's your thoughts on that ryan do you think do you agree that to take lag here yeah um yeah obviously every time we talk about lag i talk about how my model loves them maybe too much but um yeah i, I think those numbers are, are pretty accurately priced uh as of right now if they were to play um each other i have lag as a 63 percent favorite um, and I just think it's a bad matchup for Florida. Um, we talk about both teams are not great at hard point. I have that as about a 50, 50 game, um, on just a generic hard point map control, pretty similar. Both teams, eh, you give these the slight edge to Florida, I guess, but, uh, it's pretty close either way. And although we talk about how Florida, their best mode is probably search and destroy, um, LAG are one of the best search teams in the league. So, I can see an LAG sweep here and people go like, Oh my gosh, LAG, what is happening? Like, don't be shocked if that happens. Um, I do think if LAG wins, it's in a map five. Uh, and if Florida wins, it's in a map four, but, um, a, a tough game to, to figure out, I'd say. And, um, but again, we, we talk about all these games and their importance in terms of seeding. uh, this could be who's in third, who's in fourth, who's starting in winner's bracket, who's starting in loser's bracket. And uh, if you're asking me to pick that, I'll I'll take LAG. Um, but I'm curious to see where the line moves after these teams play uh, their first matches. Uh, but yeah, just a tough one to figure out, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't know. Don't mind sprinkling some money on the LAG minus one and a half. This this Florida team just kind of seems a bit hapless. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, it, it's possible that LAG might actually be pretty good. Um, they seem to have improved with Chino a lot, or Chin as he's now called. Um, so we'll uh, we'll have to see. That's uh, that could be a very interesting game. And there's definitely going to be a good game to watch on the Sunday night. Probably would have rather that been. Thieves and subliners on the Saturday night. Sorry, Saturday night. But but we're gonna get Florida and LAG. So I don't know. we we need the 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 CDL needs flex scheduling. I'm sorry. This the like for the NFL. Sure, I understand the fact of not 
having like people hating flex scheduling because like if you've bought tickets to a game and then all of a sudden that game is like three hours later, obviously like travel plans, if you're traveling across the country and then suddenly the game's later, it could impact it a little bit. Generally it doesn't, but it could impact it a little bit. But like there's no there's no fan like everybody's everybody's at some place doing this remotely. There's no fans in the stands. It's just a stream. Like no one cares. Like you can move the games. No one's gonna care. But completely you, agree. Completely you just, agree. You could just move the order of the the stream. Like like it's, it should be changing the order of who plays on stream at which point. Like really not that big of a deal. But yeah, think think about if, if you're the CDL. Think about how many people you get to watch the second game on Saturday. Subliners thieves. Like oh my gosh, you're gonna get well, a lot of eyeballs on that. And then Gorillas Mutineers is next. And how many people are gonna leave the stream after they hear that? Like. Well, who, maybe maybe that's the point. Maybe the point is you get maybe that, actually you know what I'm just realizing now. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to get it so that the bigger game is in the is the middle game, and then it leads to the late game so that they get all the fans in there and they're like, oh, do you want to keep watching Call of Duty? Well, there's another game now, right? Maybe, maybe, and it, it is consequential, right? It, it's it's two struggling teams, but it does matter. Um, so I, I get it from that perspective. I also think the CDL just wants to feature teams in the quote unquote prime time slot throughout the year. I think they want to get everyone in there, right. At least a couple of times. So, um, this might just be the week where it's like, all right, we got to get LAG in one of these late games. Let's, let's throw them in there or, for, or whoever for, they're talking about. We're running out of prime time slots. We got to get, yeah. them. <laughs> we got to get them in somewhere. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to Sunday, we've got another dead even match. We've got Seattle versus London, um, Seattle minus 120, London minus 120, Seattle plus one. So technically it's weird when you see them dead, even odds. So Seattle plus one and a half is plus minus 250 so technically they actually think london is slightly favored by this metric because the way that the spread lines go london minus one and a half is plus 175 london has actually been playing pretty well here um this seems like a this seems like an overestimation of seattle but that being said though you if you're factoring in like mean reversion from london um and then seattle increasing that's probably what you're looking at here um this seems like a stay away. I don't want to touch this game. Yeah, I, I agree. I have, I do have London favorite as well. Uh, 55%, 45%. Now, again, if Seattle come out and give FaZe a fight, I think Seattle might get a lot of money. Um, but all things considered, this match is pretty meaningless. Both of these teams should start in loser's bracket. Um, probably both in loser's round one, unless something crazy happens with, with Seattle beating Atlanta or something. But um yeah, it's it's a basically a toss up match. Um, but if if Seattle looks okay versus Phase, then I think London are probably a good bet. But I don't expect that to happen. So I think just staying away from this one and, and maybe betting the other two matches on Sunday is the move. So yeah, I mean, unless unless something massive, like if Seattle beats Atlanta. Lol, which then means, it's then then there's value on London because then what'll happen is if Seattle does beat London if Seattle beats Phase which London couldn't do last week then suddenly Seattle becomes a minus like one eighty favorite and like yeah, then, then you could maybe get some value on the plus one and a half on London so we'll have to see um, but yeah no I I this is just so ugly I don't want to touch this but I mean again uh-huh. if Seattle's good though maybe you bet if Seattle does beat Phase maybe you just jump in immediately I and think bet. Seattle the way to bet Seattle 
is going to be if Seattle gets 3-0'd, but every map is close. I think because people yeah. are going to look at like, oh, Seattle, you know, they made a roster change. They still got 3-0'd. London beat New York last week. Let's bet London. And it's like, well, I mean, Seattle put up a fight against Faze. That's all I'm looking for with Seattle. Put up a fight, show some life, take a map. If you can take two maps, I'm going to be ecstatic. Um, but I think that's the one way I can see myself betting Seattle is if it's a 3-0 and they were right there on every map or like at least two of the maps, right? Like you lose a hard point by, you know, 20 or less and you lose in round 11 and in search and I, We'll see how they control get, they goes. They get three out in three out. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, Seattle almost won that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, probably a stay away. Um, and uh, honestly, like, if you don't want to watch this game, if you just want to tune in for the afternoon games, like, that's totally okay because these teams are disappointing to say the least. <laughs> Yes. Um, so the afternoon games, Phase versus Chicago. We've got Atlanta Phase minus 200 of the money line, Optic plus 150. Atlanta Phase minus 1.5 plus 110, Optic plus 1.5 minus 150. This feels a lot like the last, it was like, I think it was actually the last game or second last game of stage two when it was Optic versus Dallas. Op, like Dallas was the favorite, Optic was the dog. People were like, Dallas is good. They can't lose to Optic. Optic pulls out in game five. I just... Optic is a good-ish team. I don't know. I just... I feel like this is a bit overconfident. I think this should be closer. I think people are like, Phase is really, really good. Optic isn't as great. My line on this is... I've got this 55-45 in terms of Atlanta. So I got this about a minus... About minus 120 on Atlanta. That's bet up a bit. Um... There's some value on the optic plus one and a half. I don't hate the money line here either. I don't know. I just think when people when people think optic is done and, and when they finally when they count out optic, that's generally when optic actually does something. So we'll have to see. I don't know. Um, yeah this this line is going to move a lot. I think uh, depending on what happens with the Chicago New York match on uh, Thursday. Because all things considered, like Atlanta should beat Surge uh, 3-0 or 3-1, most likely. Um, but if Chicago come out and beat New York, I think Chicago's going to get bet up a ton. And if they come out and struggle or, you know, lose in a game five, I think people are going to go, well, you know, Atlanta, they crushed Surge. Chicago couldn't even beat New York. Like, I don't know. Um if the line stays where it is, I do like Atlanta a little bit. Um, and you go game by game, and it's actually really interesting. Hard, I, I have Atlanta favored in every game mode, but Search and Destroy is a true toss-up. And uh, kudos to Chicago for fixing Search, because uh, it's it, it's been an impressive turnaround. They are one of the best teams at that mode. Atlanta has really, really struggled um, when it comes to the Search and Destroys lately. So... If Chicago win, I think it's in a game five, which at the start of the year, if you told me like Chicago, if they're winning matches, it's in game five because they're a search team. I'd be like, no, that's there's no way. But that's kind of what they are now. Um, so I think the path for them is probably like a you win your hard point pick and you win both searches. I think control Atlanta is still pretty solid at that. But um, yeah, I I expect a heck of a match. Um, super excited for this one. I, I just think 
it's so hard to tell right now which way you should bet just because that Chicago-New York match matters so much. So if you're really confident in that Chicago-New York match, how that's going to go, then I think you can bet this game now. But I don't know how that Thursday game is going to go. So I'm I'm staying away for now and then seeing how the odds adjust uh, come Sunday. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Um, I love – I mean, we don't do a ton of analysis on – on, in terms of betting lines and, and keep track of them as where they close. But I love the analysis as to how many times I'm fairly sure every time optic has lost, they've been the betting favorite. And every time they, every time they were the dog, they actually won. I think I'd have to check that. Cause I think the only time they've ever been a dog all season was against Dallas in, in that match, just in stage three. And then they lost. And I think that was, that was less than they were a dog. I think so. It's that's kind of fascinating that the second people count out Optic, that that's when they actually win. So my thing on this would be if they beat Subliners, don't bet this game. If they if they lose to Subliners, then bet Optic Moneyline. I think that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I think I largely agree. Yeah. All right. Now for the last match of the week, this is actually this is slowly becoming one of the most heated rivalries. Seriously, yeah. Yeah, this has actually become, like, this is an underrated, like, huge rivalry in Call of Duty. Dallas versus Minnesota. Like, they've had so many Game 5s. It's like every single time it goes to a Game 5. Dallas minus 150 on the money line. Minnesota plus 110. Dallas minus 1.5 plus 137. Minnesota plus 1.5 minus 188. This is, this is a challenge, to say the least. I've got Dallas as a, as a, slight favorite that could go the other way i it depends what what minnesota does if minnesota loses to leg i'm 100% betting on minnesota if they lo- if if minnesota beats leg i mean it depends right it, if if money comes in on dallas which that's what money does money eventually comes in on dallas no matter what if this gets up to like a 200 i think minnesota is a great play i think i think I like Minnesota as the dog here, um, but it depends. I we'll have to see. I I, I don't know. I, it's going to depend on where that line closes, just whether it's better or not. But it's going to be a great game. I think maybe betting over four and a half. I'm just looking here over four and a half plus one fifty. That seems not terrible at all. So, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Th- this is one of those matches where um, if you're betting the underdog, I actually do like the plus a map and a half. Um, because the search industry, if it gets to that game five, I, I honestly don't know who's going to win. I guess it's you favor whoever picked the map. But um, yeah, these teams are, are neck and neck in search and destroy and in control. I think Dallas are clear favorites in any hard point that they play. Um, that's kind of been, despite Dallas's struggles, right, over the last you know month or so, um, their hard point's been there for the most part, and Minnesota's has not. So um I think if Dallas win, it's probably in four maps. Um, and if Minnesota wins, it's probably in five if they can go the usual like two, three, five, which I believe is how they beat Dallas the last two times they played them. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate uh, Minnesota plus a map and a half. Again, this line will probably move a little bit if we get some unexpected results, uh, right? Minnesota uh, playing LAG on Thursday, Dallas getting Florida, you know, we'll see how those go. If the favorites win, you know, it it probably won't change things much. But um, 
I don't know. It, it's not, this game just feels so far away and so much is going to happen from now that it's a tough read for me. I do have Dallas uh, favored about two thirds of the time. And that's probably a little on the high side just because um, rocker right have looked a little improved since Standy's joined the team and Dallas has looked a little worse off since they've had fellow. But um, obviously the, the first games that each of these teams play uh, will matter a lot. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if this matters in terms of seeding. It, it might for Minnesota, I suspect. I think this is probably a, a win and you're in winner's bracket game for Minnesota. I think Dallas, it, it could be that for them as well, but they looked pretty locked into the two seed at least, or I should say three seed at least, probably going to be the two seed. Um, I just wish, yeah, this just doesn't feel like it should be the last game of, of stage three, right? It should be Atlanta-Chicago. Yeah, or that Subliners-Thieves match, either of those, I think. But yeah. it is what it is. Um, I think it'll be a good match nonetheless. Uh, and um, yeah, if Minnesota can win, I... I I really think Dal- you really start to question Dallas um, in terms of their decision to bring in Fellow. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's so crazy, right? Like when analyzing the team, like the, the just kind of the look and the feel of the team, it's so crazy that after they they got rid of Hook and brought in Fellow, and it, they just looked like not substantially worse, just a little bit. Like I feel like they just looked a little, like they were a good but not amazing team, like a good but not great team. And then the the net effect of bringing in fellow is just they look slightly worse, and then and then they're like, yeah, we're gonna this is good, we're sticking with this. I I don't understand the the like, okay, we're just gonna lock ourselves in as slightly worse than when we had Hook, and it, it's a it's a weird decision to make. It feels like oh, it feels like the Philadelphia Eagles, honestly. That feels like the stuff they do. It feels like this is what the yeah. Philadelphia Eagles would do. A but, little bit, and now we don't really see their scrims much, so maybe they're scrimming teams and and their results are different, right? We, we've seen two matches with fellow. It's about as small of a sample size as you can have. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, they haven't been great performances. And um, if that continues, I think if Dallas go one and one in their matches versus Florida and Minnesota, I think, I think people are still going to talk about like, is this the right move? Would they have gone two and zero with hook? Um, it's, it's so tough, man. It's, it's one of the better storylines in CDL right now. I do trust Dallas. I think they're a good organization. The rest of the players on that team are still good. Uh, Illy's had his struggles, but like Shotzi, Shotzi, Krim is one of the better ARs in the league, and Fellow hasn't looked bad. So I I think Dallas will still compete uh, with every team throughout the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, I we could just get a situation where we're talking about man, does Dallas regret not keeping Hook? And honestly, at, at this point in the year, I've asked myself, like, man, does Dallas regret keeping Krim over Clay? Because you look at what Clay's doing with New York, and it's like, wow. It's it's one of the bigger surprises, I would say, New York being as good as they've been throughout the entire year. I know they had their struggles in the Stage 2 Major, but outside of that, it's it's super impressive. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. Some drama with Dallas, no doubt. Uh, but, uh, maybe we'll get more after this week's matches. Yeah, I, 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 it's going to be really interesting. I think, um, I'm really excited to see what Dallas does. I think we only, they, we only had them in one game, I think last week and they, they three won Paris, which 
isn't or no, yeah, it was Paris, right? Yeah, it was Paris. Not the greatest accomplishment. Oh no, sorry, no, they, no, sorry, they they it was three two. No, three two to LAG. Yeah, that was it. So that's and, not actually particularly. Yeah. Oh no, did they beat someone or not? So uh, they had. Let's see here. They three one Paris. That was with Hook. Uh, they lost game one and then crushed Paris in games two, three, and four. Uh, let's see here. Then they got uh, swept by Toronto, and then and that was with that, that was that was with Fellow in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a it was a close sweep, so you know there's that. Yeah, and then the uh, the LAG series they kind of squeaked by. Um, so yeah, mi- mixed results. Uh, I think this week will, will clear up a lot for that team. Yeah, not not great. So I that's I think the thing I'm looking for the most this week is how does Rocker look. We're going to get a little bit about Thieves now that they've got Hook. We're going to see a little bit of that with the subliners. I think Optic is, was that, did, did they bottom out against Thieves? Can they come back against, like, how do subliners look? Again, people, like, were so high on them when they took out Phase 3-2, right? You get, you bring Hydra in, you get them up 3-2, it looks great, right? But at the same time, then you immediately turn around and lose to London, Right? And yeah. it was a close three two. I went I went back and rewatched that match because that actually is the kind of pivotal. That game five, London got really lucky in that search and destroy with a lot of those kills. They got some they got they were gifted some double kills, which really put pressure on New York. So they probably should have lost that three two, but that being said though, shouldn't have gotten there, right? They should have been able to close out like they shouldn't have won the first search and destroy. Like New York has to be better in search and destroy. Which is crazy that they, they they're not great in search and destroy right now, but they should have they should have lost. They should have. They beat Atlanta in a game five search and destroy to get there. Um, then they didn't close out the. They did well in the hard point, but they they struggle in control. But again, London is actually that's the one good mode they're at. They're good at. They're good at the game three. That's because from this year or last year, London's always London was always great in Dom last year. Now they're good at control again. Completely mm, no, 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 no. London game three Dom was like a nightmare for London last year. Oh, was it? I thought they were good yeah. at it. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. They was always like. London would tweet out like game three domination on Hackney up next. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, well, was... So the, like they were a good team because they were solid at hard point, solid at search, and that's part of the reason why they made it to fourth at at champs. But yeah, that game three, we it it, it gets overlooked by some teams this year at surge. Um, but yeah, yeah, right now London and control are like you're you're liking the results three two over Atlanta on Garrison in their last match. And uh, a three one, or I'm sorry, a uh, a three zero against New York on checkmate. So, um, yeah, good, good results by them, and uh, we'll see. They have the one match against Surge uh, this week, but again, it's London. You know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's the thing. So we'll. It, it's interesting to see how New York will rebound from that. They will probably get better. That was probably kind of a dip for them. We'll see how they perform against Optic. See how Optic does. Um, see how Paris does. Paris had a good week last. They had they 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 won. They they had like an iffy week. They're seeming to be on the rebound. How do they do against Toronto? Leg has two games this week. Let's see how they do. They got Florida and they've got Minnesota. Can they two zero that? I think it's possible. I would not be surprised to see Leg win both of those games. Um. So yeah, we've got some really good matchups this week. Some really interesting storylines. And it's going to be a really exciting 
major. This is this could probably be the best major we've had. I think personally, we've got a lot of teams who are really closely stacked together who are going to be in the same brackets and fighting against each other. And I'm I'm really excited for this major. But we we've gone on long enough today. I think uh, that's enough. I think we'll talk we'll talk about the major next week when we actually get to the major. So um, any storylines you're looking for, Ryan, this week, or, or you, you think you've you've said enough? Yeah, the big ones that jump out to me, right? Um, right, thieves. Obviously, how do they look against New York? Um, just Group B in general. I'm just really excited to see how that plays out. Um, and then, yeah, ahead of the major, um, I, I just want to know how many times a Group B team is going to go up against a Group A team and just stomp on them. Because right now, it it feels like Group B is so far ahead of Group A in terms of talent. And that was kind of the the perception going into stage three was like group B is actually a, a group of death. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm just so excited. It's going to be a great two weeks of COD and I, I'm really looking forward to talking about the major. Yeah. So we are, we're going to see, um, we're going to see. So thank you, Ryan, uh, for coming on. Uh, it's a pleasure as always. And yeah, thank you. Yep. And we will uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, previewing the major and, and, and what's going to happen with that. Have a great week, everybody.